welcome back to another live and also being recorded episode of Man of God Radio. I am so glad to have you here. As always, a lot of you I see all the time, and I love it. What's going on from California? For everybody that's listening on Spotify, Alpha Music, like you do, for you who don't know, this is being recorded live on TikTok. If you ever want to catch a live, you can follow my TikTok at the Mr. Slaughter, and you can watch a live, or you can rewatch it on YouTube. Whatever you want to do, I'm glad to have y'all here. What's going on, sis? I meant to check in on y'all. I hope you're doing good. I love you guys. We don't pray then. Let's get this thing going. Okay, so today the Lord brought me to Habakkuk. I'm going to get into it. So, I'm going to be real. Habakkuk is one of those chapters in the Old Testament that really only have like maybe one, two, or three chapters to it. Um, I believe it's right behind, it's a chapter or two behind Malachi. Um, so, how this all came about, man, let me tell y'all, life has been life and even with doing man of god radio it's something that i love but when life be life you be wanting to quit everything so a lot of times when i get on here y'all may think that like i kind of plan this thing out i usually write something down and pray about it and and talk about something that that, that just kind of like you know be on my heart, but it don't work like that when you are doing this for God. When you are doing something truly for God and it's for his glory, you talk about whatever he wants you to talk about. Right? So I'm coming in this thing uh, on my lunch break today. I was just going to read and pray because I was just lying all over the place, but the Lord said, open up Habakkuk. And of course, he took me to Habakkuk um, about the verse where it says write the vision make it plain upon tablets that he that uh, run reads it okay let me, let me go back to that it said and the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain upon tables that he may run and read it. Ah, I got it. So I did. So right there, that is a scripture that is so heavily misused. I know. I know. I know this ain't what you want to hear, but it's true. That is a scripture that is so heavily misused. And I, too, for one, and one, that misuses it a lot. Now, when I got to Habakkuk, of course, I'm like, okay, you want me to read verse two? You want me to talk about writing it down? We're going into the new year, blah, 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 blah. And let me just tell you how God is so intentional with steps. And it's so important to listen. Because sometimes we won't dialogue like, yeah, go to Habakkuk, read chapter uh, 2, verse 2. We're going to talk about this and we're going to talk about... No, it don't be like that. It'd be something as simple as, go to Habakkuk. 
You go to Habakkuk, you got to go to Habakkuk with an open mind. Okay, not what you think you're going to read, but what you're going to read. Because when I went to verse 2, he said, yeah, but wait. I want you to go back and read chapter 1. And this was the question. We always jump to, and the Lord answered me and said, write the vision and make it plain. Let's just stop right there. Those six, uh, those, uh, those, what, there were seven words. Man, don't, don't those seven words be having y'all in them. Bind. Write the vision and make it plain. In a bind. So let's talk about it. You all love to write things down. And don't get me wrong. I am not saying. Hello. How you doing? I am not saying that it's wrong to write things down. But our perception of what writing things down and praying for means literally you guys take and you take off. You guys take off like Young LA and Young Dro in 09. You just you just take off. You know what I'm saying? You take off like the third Migo. Uh, you just take off. You know, you got to bring it back, bro. Bring it back. Why would y'all write something down? Why wouldn't we write something down? Then we say manifest. Lord, I, 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 I hate that word so much. But it is what it is. Manifest. And this is why I hate the word manifest. I hate the word manifest because y'all take that word and y'all use it as if you are responsible for what you bring into your life. And in the way you are, and in the way you are not. You think that if I write this down, if I eat 12 grapes under the table, that all these things are gonna happen. And that is where the problem come. That is where the problem come right there. You writing stuff down, which is okay, because you need to see stuff. I have no issue with people, you know, writing goals down long-term or short-term. Amen, sister. Welcome in. But why do you think that you control when it happens? And then we take scripture and we use scripture to try to back up our foolishness. Let me drink my water. Ooh. Y'all, yes, same thing with vision boards, but I'm pretty sure y'all got y'all vision boards already up. So I ain't want y'all going to write it down. So let me tell you, this is what's wrong. Okay, y'all get these vision boards. All right, follow me. Don't go nowhere. You get these vision boards, you write these plans down, right? And then y'all start talking about manifesting. Oh, and then you try to throw a little God in there. You try to sprinkle a little Habakkuk 2-2. And you want to talk about, oh, the, the Bible said write the vision and then make it plain. And, and, but, but no. No. You, you, you don't do that. Can we acknowledge as human beings our desire for control? <sighs> Y'all ain't listening to me. The, the, the desire for control. When Adam and Eve was in the garden, I'm only five minutes in, I'm already yelling at y'all. If when Adam and Eve 
was in the garden, right? Right. Oh, hold on. I like this question. So what if we don't believe in your God, but something else? I think I'm a detour and I'm going to answer that question. So I don't know who live you've been on, but welcome to my live where we serve the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The one true God. The God that created the heavens and the earth. I serve the God that no man came by but through God himself, Jesus Christ. That's who I serve. That is the God I serve, Jesus Christ, right? I don't know, and for those who are listening and not watching, he asked that question, what if you don't believe in your God? And listen, sir, you don't have to believe in God, because it's only one God, but let me, let me, hold on. You don't have to believe in the true God. Whatever you drew, whatever you worship, if it's your donut, if it's the bottom of your ceiling fan, if it's your Xbox 360, whatever you worship, what has that done for you? What has that done for you? See, a lot of times y'all get into this manifesting and say, what if we don't believe in your God? Let me tell you something. Satan and his kingdom is out here listening and answering some of y'all things too. Be careful what stuff come from. Come on now. Y'all know that ain't what y'all want to hear, but it's the truth. It's the truth. Satan out here blessing people too. So I hate to hear that you don't believe in my God, but I pray right now in the name of Jesus that you stumble upon this lie by God's grace and stick around and hopefully this will be a seed planted into you that God is using that he's going to use to bring you to a salvation. So here we believe in God. Let's just go on to make that. Let's just go on to make that clear, right? It's only one God. It ain't three gods. It's not eight gods. It's not, it's not three separate gods. No, it's God himself, right? It's God himself. God is a spirit who manifests in the flesh, which he calls son, Jesus, who paid the price for our sins so that we cannot be uh, condemned but have eternal life through faith in what his son did. Yeah, yeah, that's what's going on around him. One God who has the ability to manifest himself through his Holy Spirit. He came in the form of man, died for our sins, but it's one God. So brother, I, I really hope and I really pray that you come to know the one true God. And by all means, let me just say it like this. I'm not the best at explaining that. I'm not. Because a lot of times y'all get on here and y'all listen to what I'm saying and I may not be the best person to make that clear to you. But I will tell you this truth. There is only one God. There is only one God. There is only one God. Right? And on this on this radio right here, 
I'm going to say it again. I serve the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Right? I, I, I serve that God. Not the God of Xboxes and Playstations. That is the God I'm talking about. That same God that came in the form of man and paid the price for my sins. My Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's who I serve. And again, and again, don't get it twisted. It ain't no, it ain't no, it ain't no three gods going on up there. It's one God. But I digress. Back to what I was saying. I just want you to be informed. So, like I said, y'all write these things down and y'all try to manifest things to come true. And y'all use scripture to back it up. And don't get me wrong, I'm not coming down on you. I'm here to just let you know what God showed me. That's what this is all about. Hey, this ain't no pool pit. This ain't no pool pit. I'm not, I'm not your pastor. I'm not your elder. I'm not your deacon. I am just a brother in Christ who loves the Lord, who God has told me that what he puts on my heart, he wants me to share. Take that as you must. You ain't got to listen to me. Because let me tell you something. I'm figuring this thing out just like y'all. But for some odd reason, the things I go through, the things I experience, how I experience God, how he reveals things to me, how he teaches me. Obviously, he wants me to put that on public display. And that's why I talk to y'all. So I don't ever want it to get confused that y'all think this is the first church of Christian slaughter. That is not the case. Let me tell y'all, I, I share this person with y'all. All the time, people tell me in church, outside of church, hey man, you got a word in you. You're going to be a preacher. I always say, don't put that on me. Is it an honor to be ordained as a preacher? Absolutely. But can I be honest? That ain't something I would want to do. I would only do it if God called me to do it. Straight up. And I'm going to tell you why. If I wanted to stand on somebody's stage, I'm going to stand on stage and talk about something I want to talk about. I don't want to be a pastor. And I know y'all are like, oh my God, why would you say that? If God called, if God calls me, yes. But if it's my personal choice, no. Y'all don't understand that you are responsible for everybody under the sound of your voice. And every, 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 every Sunday, every Bible study, you have people that is going to be in the facility listening to you. And I correct JD, correct Janae. You have people that are listening to you and your life is under such a microscope, right? And, and we sometimes can forget that we are human. We sometimes can forget that pastors are human. 
And I, I think this one pastor, great pastor, Philip A. Mitchell, loving to death out of Atlanta. I heard this story one time where people in the congregation was coming for him because he had an Apple Watch. Bro, what? This man got a job. Buy an Apple Watch if he wants to. And see, one thing about me, if I make money on my own, I'm going to take care of myself. I got an Apple Watch too. Where is that? I got an Apple Watch too. Like, I ain't got time for all that. I ain't got time for all that. People coming at you because you got an Apple Watch or you got on a pair of Nikes or something like that. Uh-uh. No. When you are a pastor, you are responsible for all those souls. And you are so, you are so, it is so much that goes into it. Y'all don't even understand. The spiritual warfare is at a whole nother level when you are a pastor. I don't think y'all believe that. Like, you have the prayers. You have, I don't, man, look, I don't know how to explain it to y'all. Just no, no. God gonna have to tell me, he might have to sneak down to earth and tell me, look, you gonna have to be a pastor for me to believe it. I would have to, I would, that would be something I would really pray on. And if God has told any man on here that you are a preacher, I pray for you, bro. I pray for you. Because it's hard enough getting on here just testifying about what God has showed me. I can't imagine doing this every Sunday. I can't imagine doing this every Sunday. But I'm going to say to God be the glory. In the future, if God calls me to it, Lord, I will humbly accept in the future. Anyways, so back to what I was saying. Y'all take the manifesting thing, right? And y'all think just because you wrote something down on a piece of paper that it's going to happen. Y'all do understand if it ain't spiritual, if it ain't, if it ain't practical and spiritual, it's okay to set goals. But you also have to understand that God is sovereign and what God wants to happen in your life is going to happen. If I'm not mistaken, the Bible says those who wait upon the Lord. I don't see no waiting with y'all. I don't see no waiting in y'all at all. Right now, your 2024, it shows no waiting. It shows no waiting at all. Oh, but Chris, I could write long-term and short-term goals. I absolutely believe you can. You know, one of my favorite Bible verses uh, when it comes to as far as like uh, planning, one of my favorite Bible verses is the one that talks about, oh Lord, I can't even remember. Uh, what chapter said, but it talks about uh, no man goes to build a building without um, counting the cost first. I think that shows that that God wants us to use our common sense. Like, how are you going to go and and, and, and and do something and you don't even know how much it's going to cost? I believe that you should write things down because it may help you. Uh, I don't know how to say this. Okay. When you write something down, it's always going to be your way and it's going to be God's way. I believe when you write stuff down and you're praying on things, you writing down, say, hey, I want to buy the new iPhone 16. Right? Hear me out. Hear me out. I know you're like, what is he talking about? 
So if I wanna buy the iPhone 16 when it come out, I'm not just gonna write it on a piece of paper and say, I manifest this iPhone 16. That's what y'all do. But if I say I want an iPhone 16, I will say, okay, Lord, how do I go about getting it? What is my budget? How much is it gonna cost? Do I include taxes? If I save this much over this amount of time, I should have the money, right? I should have the money to go get it when it come out. But also understanding at the same time that my budget might not be there because something else might come into the picture. That's all I'm saying. So I'm not manifesting this. I prayed about it. I wrote it out how I would do it. Who knows? God might bless, put it on somebody's heart to bless me and buy the phone for me. Hello, hello. But y'all think just writing something down that God's gonna do it. What if he don't do it? How many years people have been praying for spouses? How many years people have been praying for healing? And that's what y'all don't get about Habakkuk 2.2. When God told me, read Habakkuk 1. Like, y'all go straight to Habakkuk 2.2, but have you even read Habakkuk 1? Jesus. I'm not mad, y'all. This is how I talk. I ain't mad at you. I've been there. Everybody want to read Habakkuk 2.2. But have you went and read Habakkuk 1? Do you even know how Habakkuk got to that verse? How, how, how did we get to Habakkuk 2.2? Nobody knows. I didn't even know until God led me to Habakkuk 2.2. Long story short, when you read Habakkuk 1, Habakkuk was a prophet. A pro oh, ooh, Lord, forgive me. I was going to say prophetess. Habakkuk was a prophet during the time of King, uh, was it Josiah? It was King, I think it was King Josiah, right? Um, if you know, drop it in the chat. I want to be correct. I think Habakkuk was a prophet during the time of King Josiah. Because it was too many, it was so many J's. I think it was Josiah, I don't know. But whoever was the king at that time, that king was one of the only kings, only a couple of them. He was the king who God said walked right before his eyes. But that, but that king was then, I think he was murdered. And then another king came and he did wicked, all that stuff, blase, 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 blah, right? Habakkuk was a prophet during that time and pretty much God gave Habakkuk a vision about what was going to happen in Israel. That the uh, Chaldeans, I hope I'm saying it right, the Chaldeans, he was going to use the Chaldeans to judge Israel, to punish Israel. That's just a short story, sweet. And Habakkuk didn't like what he saw in his vision. Remember, he was a prophet. So he didn't like what God showed him, right? So, I'm tired of doing the homework for y'all. Y'all go read it yourself. Read Habakkuk 1. He didn't like the vision God showed him. So, God goes on. They go, they go, uh, uh, he prayed for understanding. They go back and forth. 
If you go to verse 1 of Habakkuk 2, right above the verse y'all love to quote, it says, I will stand upon my watch and set me upon the tower, and I will watch to see what he will say unto me, and what I shall answer when I'm reproved. Pretty much, Habakkuk did not like God's first response. In short, he didn't like God's first response. So he said something else and he was waiting on God to respond. And he thought he was finna, and he knew he was gonna, he thought he was gonna be rebuked by God. Habakkuk thought he was gonna be rebuked by God. That's why he said, uh, and what I shall answer when I am reproved. Reproved is another word for rebuke. So he believed he was gonna be rebuked by God for, for his questioning. He didn't like the vision. That's what it's all about. He didn't like the vision God showed him. And then God answered him and said, Write the vision down and make it plain upon tables that he may run of their reading. For the vision is yet for an appointed time, but at the end it shall speak and not lie. Though it tarry, wait for it because it will surely come. It will not tarry. Oh, my Lord Jesus. Where in that do you get write down what you want on a paper and write Habakkuk 2.2 next to it and it's going to come to life? Because my Bible says, for I know the plans that I have for you. It didn't say what plans. It didn't say what plans. Like, we have to get back to reading the entire chapter. And that's what we don't want to do. We want to take cherry pick scripture of what we want to make it mean what we want it to mean. And that's not how that works. That's not how that work, y'all. And I'm saying this out of love from one brother in Christ to another brother in Christ or to another sister in Christ. What's going on to all my wonderful people that's just not coming in? Listen, what I'm saying is what he told Habakkuk was to write the vision. Write the vision God had already given him. Not that you want a Hellcat, Scat, Pat, Jet, Pat, dye your hair black. No, none of that. Write what God told you down. Can we do that in 2024? We want to take this paper and we want to write down the vision. I'm going to have, listen, dog. If you work, you gonna eat, right? Let's not make it complicated. If you got good credit and you got a down deposit, you gonna get a house. Here's where the God come in at. Oh my Jesus, Lord have mercy. Thank you, God. This is where God come in at. When you go buy a house, and you pick a house and God knows everything that's going to happen if you was to get that house. And he say, that's not the house I think you should get. That's not the house I want for you. Then God may close that door. And then you, God may bless you with another house. It's the same money you work for. It's the same credit score you earn. But let's just say somebody else got a bid on that house. 
But you like, no, God, I know this is the house you want me. And you pray, and you and your spouse pray, or whatever the case may be. And you say, Lord, if it's your will, it'll happen. And then you get a call from your realtor and say, the other people dropped out the race. If you and your husband or you and your wife still want this house, it's yours. That's God. God made a way for you. That's what God came in in that. Now, don't get it twisted. God gave you the breath to go to work. God gave you the strength to go to work. He gave you the wisdom to fix your credit. God is all in the equation. But you writing it down. Don't force God's hand. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Because look, I'm recording this right now. But do y'all not know I had this same idea February 2020? Do I have to remind you? Do I have to remind you? I had so many plans. January, February 2020. Lo and behold, what followed March 2020? Don't worry. I'll wait. Y'all want to act like y'all don't remember. What happened March 2020? What happened to all those vision boards and, and, and things like that people had in, in, in the beginning of 2020? COVID-19. Thank you, Miss Moon. The vid. The vid. So, what I'm saying is, bro, like, come on now. Let's be real. You trying to tell me you think because you finna write something on a piece of paper, you finna force my God to do anything? What? What vision did God give you? Go ahead, tell, tell that's what y'all don't want to talk about. Because see, you think the house, and, and let me just be real. I'm not saying God has not shown his children the great things he want to do. But when I read Habakkuk, verse 3 says, for the vision is yet for an appointed time. That's what, that's what he told Habakkuk. That's what he told the boy Bach. He said the vision for an appointed time. So wait a minute, you telling me that God gave a vision to Habakkuk that he didn't like. So he prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed and prayed on it. And even when God responded, he said, it's going to happen, bro, but it's going to happen later on. So if God can do that then, why don't y'all think y'all do that now? I'm going to tell y'all something so crazy, so wild, that y'all, let me tell, oh, Jesus, why you got me telling this story, Lord? This is supposed to be between me and you. I told you I never want to tell this story. All right, so I'm married, right? Newlywed, year and six months. I'm married. My wife's name is Michaela, right? People call her Kayla for short. In 2014 and 2015, so that was almost 10 years ago. Let's just say 10 years ago. So 10 years ago, I was in a relationship with another woman. Me and this other woman was having premarital sex. Me and this other woman was, uh, she was spending the night at my house. And I didn't even have my own house at this time. She was, we were doing this at my mama's house. So I was all out of pocket, right? See, I have no shame telling people where I came from. 
I know there's a redeemer and his name is Jesus Christ. He brought me a long way. So please, before you get on my Man of God radio trying to act like you ain't never did nothing at your mom and daddy's house. Congratulations. I did. So, <laughs> okay. Thank you, Sabria. Thank you, Sabria. Somebody being real with the boy Chris tonight. So, 10 years ago, I was dating this girl, doing all this type of stuff, premarital sex, just all over the place. She spent the night. I had a dream that night. I had a dream that night. Right? In that dream, um, I was dating another girl. Now, in this dream, it was a girl I went to middle school with named Kayla. Now, in this dream, it was an amazing dream. We was at the fair. We was doing all this stuff all night. It was the happiest I ever been. Now, mind you, the woman I was with at that time, I didn't want to be with her. I couldn't stand her. But you know what? Soul ties, soul ties. You cannot like a person, but when you penetrate that person, you create soul ties, soul ties. Now you stuck with a woman, oi man, you don't want to be with, cause you let them in your pants, soul ties, ooh, soul ties. That's what I had, created soul ties. So I'm laying next to somebody I didn't even want. So I had this dream, and in this dream, I was so happy, like, oh my God, this is the person I want to be with, oh my God. And when I woke up, guess who I saw in my face? Snoring. And I'm just like, what the world? What the world? And I was like, I got to find this Kayla girl. I got to find this Kayla girl. I ain't gonna lie, I started looking up the, the, the girl that was in the dream that I went to school with. Maybe it's her, maybe the God telling me da 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 da. Wrong. Nobody. When it, when it started talking to an old ex I knew named Kayla, I was trying to find this Kayla. I said, I know. Crazy, right? That was 10 years ago. I went on through life. I dated other women whose name wasn't Kayla, tried to make them my wife. It did not work, whatever. When I met my wife, and let me tell you something, men. Before I met my wife, I was talking to all types of women. I was, I think I told this on a previous uh show a while back. I was I was talking to all, all women. I was on this app called BLK. Right? I got on there as a joke with me and uh two of my homeboys. We was at work, we was clowning. And we was talking because one of my, my best friends was actually on that app. And he was knocking down all type of girls on that app, right? So I was telling my homeboys about it at work. And I was just like, yeah, man. Yeah, I heard about that dumb app, BLK. Now, mind you, I hate it. I never wanted to do BLK, right? Because back in my day, it was uh, plenty of fish. You had, like, plenty of fish. And, you know, you had your tenders and stuff like that. I never did tender or nothing like that. I feel you, Emily. Never again. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Never again. So we downloaded the app as a joke. But when we got on that app, we just started liking and we was matching with folk. Man, I probably met like six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve girls off of them. I was talking to so many women. I pulled up on five girls in one day. 
Do you know how stressed my mind was? This girl wants you to spend a night. That girl wants you to spend a night. I met girls at the club. I was, man, I was just all over the place. I got so done. I was so done. That app, Jesus Christ. Oh, my Lord. Oh, my Lord. It was too much. That BLK was too much. Sabrina knows she telling y'all. She said, whoop, buddy. Too much. Too much. So, I told the Lord, I said, I'm done. I'm done, Lord. Gave up. The day I said I'm done and I gave up, that very next day, one of the girls I was going to Bible study with, who is now my cousin-in-law, <laughs> was the cousin of my now wife. And she told me, she said, Chris, I never knew why I thought about this, but I think you should talk to my cousin. Mind you, I just prayed all these women out my life 24 hours ago. 24 hours ago. So now I'm like, man, this ain't nothing but the devil, man. I just got, I just said I was done with these women. And here she go, hit me up on Instagram, Thomas, and talk to her cousin. And you know, I almost missed out on the best thing that ever happened to me. I almost missed out on the best thing that ever happened to me. Then, and then the girl, then my wife was living in North Carolina. I'm from Atlanta, Georgia. She living in North Carolina because she go to school out here. I'm talking about, I'm like, long distance? What in the world? This is, this ain't the notebook. And I ain't never seen that movie. But when they long distance, I know, what is this? This ain't Twilight? What is this long distance stuff y'all talking about? I ain't finna do this. Then she sent me a picture. I was like, all right. I thought she was fine. But this how you know you tired. This how you know you tired. When somebody can try to put you on somebody and they be fine as all get out. And in your mind, you still like, no. No, dog. I mean, you fine, but no, dog. I'm done. I'm tired, man. I'm tired. I just got through dealing with all these women. No, man. I'm done, man. They were fine, too. No, no. I'm, I'm done. But my spirit was such at peace with getting to know her. When I tell you, ever since... I met my wife, and that was over two years ago. Ever since I met my wife, there's not been a day that woman has not seen me with a smile on her face. Even when I got on her last nerve, she always come home with a smile on her face and be so excited to see me. And when me and my wife hung out, God brought back to my memory that dream I had 10 years ago. 10 years ago. And it's so funny. We was at the Raleigh State Fair. Remember the dream I said? We was at the Raleigh State Fair when God brought that, that back to my memory. And I said, wait a minute. I looked up, I said, well, what's your name here? She said, babe, why you praying something like that? I said, babe, what's your name? She said, Michaela. I said, I had to hit the WeeBay. I had the WeeBay from the wire. I was like, that was 10 years later. That was 10 years later.
Man, look, let me tell you something. I'm not up here trying to tell nobody because I see you coming. I'm not up here trying to tell nobody that every dream has meaning. But Jesus Christ, sometimes it feel like it. I don't know. I don't know. But, man, let me tell you. I feel like it's a difference between a regular old crazy dream because you ate pizza before bed versus a dream what God gives you because the, the dreams that God has given me, I've always remembered. I've always remembered. If it's some wild buck, buck crazy dream, usually it be gone within, within the hour. But the dreams... That I feel like God really showing me something. It's like I remember it so vividly. Even the bad ones. But I always take it to God. And I say Lord what does this dream mean? Because I have had many dreams. And, many, and let me tell you something. Don't slip on visions. Don't and yes, I like that comment. Key. God sends messages through dreams, but so does the devil. Listen, yes, very true. That's why you gotta discern, and you gotta take everything to God. Even if God gave it to you, take it right back and say, Lord, what do you mean by this? What, what do you mean? What is this? What do you mean by this? You know, and don't feel bad, sister. I know you say you just went through a breakup. Let me tell you something. Sometimes a breakup is, don't get me started. Sister, you are blessed. And I know God is going to send you your husband. I pray he send him via prime delivery in his timing though. So don't go talking about some, I got on Chris live and Chris said he coming. I said in his timing, in his time. So when I, don't will you dream, but this is what I want y'all to also understand. Sometimes you can have a vision. Like it's right here. The 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 the, the uh prophet Habakkuk said he had a vision. He didn't say I dreamed, he said I had a vision. Do y'all know sometimes when I'm driving down the road, and this is why it's so important to have a clear mind. Because y'all be driving down the road blasting city girls and sexy red and ice spice and, and poo shiesty, that's my dog, but poo, you know I'm really shiesty. Y'all be blasting all these folks, right? And your mind ain't clear. When I stopped listening to secular music, when I was breaking secular music off, the first way that helped me break secular music off is I cut... I stopped listening to music in the car. And I would drive wherever I'm going. If it's a 20 minute drive, 30 minute drive, I would drive. When I was driving back and forth to see my wife, that was a five hour drive. I would drive with no music for five hours. And do you know in that moment of silence, I had so many visions that have came true on the road. All right, 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 all right. I'm gonna tell y'all another one because I'm loving y'all right now. Okay, 
I told you about a dream. Now let me tell you about a vision, right? I had a 2015 Hyundai Sonata SE. I bought that car in 2015. I had got that car off Carvana. Don't come for me. I got that car. I paid hard-earned cash for that car. Right? I'm sorry, 2018. Uh, 2018, uh, 20, 2015 Hyundai Sonata. Yes, sir. That was my car. Right? On my way to my best friend at the time, birthday party, I hit the back of somebody, and the accident was minor, but my airbags deployed in the, in, in the car. Airbags deployed. You know what I'm saying? So, of course, y'all know, especially if you live in America, if the airbags deploy, they don't say your car total. It don't matter if a hamster jumped in front of your car. If that airbag go out, they gonna tell you your car total. Had peace, you know, I called my cousin on the side of the road, said, man, look, I'm gonna need a car for a little bit of time, blah, blah, got me a car, whatever. So my cousin had his own little thing. So I was renting out this old, I had a 19, my cousin let me use a 19, I think it was a 1994 or a 1998 uh, Toyota 4Runner, right? So it was like a 1998 Toyota 4Runner. Mind you, I just had a 2015. I just had a 2015. And it's 2018. 20, and I had no it was 2020. It was 2020 when it crashed. So I done had it come for about two, three years, you know what I'm saying? Um, um, did my car, I'm about done. I'm gonna pay the car off, all this good stuff. Get an accident, no gap insurance. Lord Hammers. Please get gap insurance. Just just do it. Just get it. I don't care. Pay the $12 a month extra. Get the gap insurance. Anywho, uh, so now I'm in this 1998 Toyota 4Runner. So I'm still paying on my 15 Hyundai Sonata, and I'm giving my cousin money weekly for this car right here, right? So I got two car notes. So I used to go to boxing gyms. I used to box, you know what I'm saying? So uh, I'm on my way back, you know what I'm saying, from the boxing gym, learning all this stuff. And I just told God I was in the car, man. I'm on my way back to the city. Cause I was living in Atlanta, but my boxing gym was in Gwinnett. So that's a long drive for people that don't know. Gwinnett from Atlanta, that's about an hour drive. So I'm driving back to the city, driving back to the city, driving back to the city. And I just cried out to God and the car said, God, I can't, I can't do it. I can't do it no more. You know what I'm saying? I can't. I can't keep paying two car notes. I'm paying about $350 for my car to not crash. I'm paying about $200 and something a week to rent this rust bucket, but it got me from A to B. From my cousin, Lord, what's happening? And I was already paying both car notes. I was doing that for like three, four months. So I'm in the car yard. I just said, Lord, I'm tired. And you know what I heard the Lord say? He said, give it up. I'm like, this can't be Jesus. Because I know my Lord ain't going to tell me to give up my 2015. That I worked hard for. Yeah, that's all I did. Man, let me tell you, that's a whole backstory, but I worked hard for that car. 
Man, Carvana pulled up on me and dropped that car off on me in front of the Fred Lawyer Insurance Company because I had to have insurance on it. I told them to pull up to the insurance company. I had cash in my hand. And you tell them, and, I, and, and Jesus told me in the car, I was trying to find somebody to fix the car. I, I found somebody, to, I was going to get somebody to fix it. I was, but the man was just, he had a lot going on. So I was waiting for him to get to me so he can get my car on his schedule. Man, I was just like, oh, Lord. And you know what the Lord told me? He said, get up. No, I'm sorry. He said, let it go. Let it go. Let it go. Lord, this is your son, Chris, talking to you, not Elsa. This is Chris. Lord, can you see me? This Chris. You talking about some let it go? I'm not Elsa. I'm not Elsa. What you mean, let it go? You let your car go. I ain't let my car go. God said, let it go. <sighs> so I'm driving. I'm in the car. I say, all right. So, <laughs> yeah, I told God. I did. I told God. I said, you let your car go. I ain't let my car go. You let your car go. What you mean? I can't get around like you everywhere. I'm I'm just here. I ain't everywhere like you is. You know what I'm saying? So I get I, I let go of the car, y'all. And I wanted my dad. I knew my credit wasn't where I wanted to be at. Uh, uh, <laughs> right, day day. I told you let your car go. You know what I'm saying? I said, I said, okay, Lord. I wanted to get my I said, okay, how I'ma do this? So that's the first thing I did. When God said, let it go, I didn't keep praying. I just said, how am I going to do this? So I started thinking about immediately, what do I need to do? I started thinking about my credit. I said, okay, I might need to get my dad to co-sign for me. Lord, don't get me started on that. You know what I'm saying? Because you know how you got a parent in your life, but they really not a parent. You know what I'm saying? But I digress. I digress. So I was like, maybe he'll help his son out or something. You know what I'm saying? He was like, nah, man, I just, he said, I just got my Cadillac. You know what I'm saying? Wait till my car, I'm done. Oh my God, man, whatever. I ain't want to ask you no way. So, there I am, working at Asset Protection at the Staples Logistics Warehouse in Lithia Springs, Georgia. Let me tell you one thing about Atlanta folk. Let me tell you, don't, don't, don't let folk confuse you. We live in Atlanta. But we work everywhere else. I mean, come on, y'all live in New York and work in New Jersey. Don't come for us. Anywho, so y'all work in a whole other state. But anyway, so I'm up here and I'm sitting at my desk and I'm on Navy Federal. If you got Navy Federal, do right by Navy Federal. Hit me out. So I'm on the desk and I'm just like, all right, you know, all right, Lord. I found the car, saw how much it was. I'm online, the bank asked me how much I need, and I'm just like, buddy, you focus, not finna give me this money. I got the application pulled up and everything. I ain't even hit submit yet. So I went into my office, my boss's office, and I closed the door because he was deployed, so I didn't even have a manager for like a year. So I went to his office, closed the door, and I'm in up praying. It's like three, four o'clock in the morning. I'm praying. I say, Lord, if this be your will, 
I really need a car. I heard you say let it go. My credit ain't where it need to be at, but you're telling me to apply. I've been working on my credit. I've been paying my credit card on time for a little while. I said, Lord, I'm just here. I'm here, Lord. I don't know. I go back in now, take a deep breath, and I said, Lord, I trust you. I hit submit on that car application. You better bet your bottom dollar that thing came back approved. Simone Bound, I was Usain Bolt, I was everybody. You ain't finna tell me my God ain't real. But if I wasn't in the place to see the vision, if I didn't take the vision and pray on what God meant, I would have tried to do something in my strength. But when God tells you to do something, you don't know how he's going to do it. And he did it. I got approved for that car loan. And I was overnight. I had a car by 3 o'clock that afternoon. I'm going to say the other part for another testimony. But I had, a, I had my car by 3 o'clock that afternoon. Really it was by 12. But I, you know what I mean. And he told me, let it go. I didn't just write stuff on paper, y'all, and say it's going to happen. I didn't do that. When God gave me a vision, I prayed on it. When God gave me a vision, I prayed on it. When God gave me a vision, I prayed on it. Because the first thing we do when we feel like we hear from God, we try to do what God said in our strength with our resources. But you don't know all the way from Connecticut. That's what I'm talking about, Emily. You never know how God go. won't he do it, Nene. You never know how God gonna go about it. So just because you write down something on a piece of paper. Don't force God's hand. You don't force God's hand. God is God and God is going to always be God and God is going to do what God want to do when he want to do it. But see, you got the uh, you got the perception of God wrong. You have to understand that God is holy and he always has the best intentions for his child in his heart. Just because it don't happen when you want to, don't mean he's not working on it. But that is why you have to have a relationship with the Lord, where you love the Lord just because of who he is. You love the Lord just because even though you ask for something and you pray for something, even though you don't have it, you know he's working on it. How much, how, how worthy is he? When you ask for something that's in God's will to give to you, he's working on it. That's why writing the vision God gave you is so vital. That's why writing the vision that God gave you is so vital.
Because when God gives you a vision, he's telling you in his word, make it plain. So that he that read, run will read it. Come on. So Chris, what does that mean? What about the desires I have? Well, let me ask you something. What are you doing with the two fish and the five loaves that God already gave you? Because sometimes y'all are asking God to feed you and he already gave you what you need to eat. You just got to look up to the sky and ask God to bless what you have. A lot of us right now are trying to manifest our will and our control over things. And that gets me back to what I was going to say. Uh, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you said you need this live because God definitely brought me here for you. God, you got to get out of trying to control things. I know we break down Genesis a lot in different type of ways. Your pastor may say things, your online pastor might say things, but understand something. What did the serpent say Eve? He said, no, surely you won't die. God knows that if you eat from a tree, you will be like him. To me, that just sounds like he played on the fact of them wanting to be in control. It was never meant for us to be in control. We was created to be dependent on the creator. We was created to be dependent on the creator. In the garden, God had already provided every seed-bearing plant. He created all the animals. All he said is, you just run the place. Let's just bring it down to our finite minds thinking. What? If somebody came to you right now and said, look, man, I got a, I got an 80-bedroom mansion, 80-bathroom mansion, pool, movie theater, uh, sky deck, this, that. Look, I got food in here. I got everything. You ain't got to pay no bills. You ain't got to do nothing. All you got to do, hey, baby. My baby just came home. All you got to do is live here and take care of the place. And you let somebody come in your house and tell you, oh, now nah, God just don't want you to be like him. That's why he told you not to open up the, uh, the uh, vault in the back. You got this whole mansion, but you so concerned about the, 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 the shed in the back of the mansion. You so concerned about the shed in the back of the mansion. Then now you go out there and you get kicked out the whole mansion. Oh, Jesus. Let's just put it in a real life term. That's what happened. Let me just dumb it down. Somebody told you to live in this mansion. You ain't got to worry about food. You ain't got to worry about nothing. No bills. This is your place. That's how it is. All I need you to do is just don't go in the shed in the back. It's just real small, dirty shed. Don't do it. Come on. What'd you say? That's too easy, man. Too easy. No, but your desire to want to control something. A lot of you don't understand. God has already promised you some things, right? You still got to work. You still got to apply that faith. You have faith that God is going to provide you for a home for you and your family. You still got to work. You still got to do the practical part of it. 
just don't worry about the how. Don't, don't, don't worry about how you're going to get the house. Don't worry about how you're going to get the car. See, 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 this the thing. This the thing that get me. It's not that God ain't ready to give it. A lot of us just aren't ready to receive it. Because what's the point of God blessing you with a car and you ain't even got no gas money? What's the point? What is the point of God blessing you with a car and you ain't got no gas money? Well, thanks, Carl. Took the word right out of my mouth. Well, you ready for a new car and and you still got an old car in the driveway. I think I may have heard Steve Harvey crazy tell self say something like that one time, but it's the truth. Come on now. Lord, I want a king-size bed. Baby, your room is a three-by-three. Three. It's not that God don't want to give you a king-size bed, but where it's going to go? Where it's going to go? You, you live in the three-by-three. Three. three feet that way, three feet the other way. It's not going to fit, boo. Love you. Lord, Lord, I want a car. Well, I want to give you a car. But you still walk to Man Man House. You still catch the bus to Man Man House. And I don't want you a Man Man. So why would I give you a car to drive to? Oh, Jesus. Wow. Have we ever thought about that? You still walking the man man. God don't even want you going over there. So he gonna give you a car? He gonna give you a house so you can let man man move in? You gonna let Pookie move in? Right, right there? That what you gonna do? Like what's happening? What we talking about here? Come on now, it just don't make sense. Lord, why can't I stay in the gym? Why you can't stop eating unhealthy? Come on now. Like, hey, my brother just got online. He said, don't forget about Monte, because you know Monte and Man Man go hand in hand. For it's a Man Man, it's a Monte. Lord, why I can't stay consistent in the gym? You can't, you can't get a single patty burger. It's always got to be a double cheese. It's always a double cheese. It can't never just be a single or single with you. It's always a large. It's always a large with you. Come on. I really want us to stop trying to blame the Holy One for why we don't have. God wants nothing but the best for his children. Lord, why they rich and I'm poor? Well, one, they sold their soul 
for, for earthly riches, you can be richer than they is, but you don't know how to budget. And truth be told, if 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 the Lord gave you riches overnight, he'll lose you. He'll lose you. And that's the hard truth. None of us want to admit. If God blessed you with money right now, he'll lose you. He'll lose you. Right now, if God gave you some money, tomorrow at 12, you will probably be in Miami on somebody's table getting butt shots. I'm still here. I'm just, I'm just giving you time to marinate on that. If God gave you millions of dollars right now, gave you riches right now, by tomorrow, by 12 o'clock, you'll be on somebody's table getting butt shots, getting breast lift, getting tummy tucks, you would. And you're going to take that same fake booty and you're going to go sit in somebody's club you're not supposed to be in. Come on now. Straight like that. You're going to put that same booty on Instagram for likes. You are going to start idolizing your, your, your followers your, your likes, your comments, you'll start doing that. That's what's going to happen. And little by little, your Bible app streak going to go from 86 to 1. And you ain't, and you ain't, and, and, and God ain't going to hear from you. And see, the truth is, when God calls you, he calls you. And what y'all don't understand is, you may think that you away from God, but let you try to leave, you don't want to know what God is willing to allow you to go through to bring you right back to him. I don't think y'all understand how much that, how much that father loves us. Because when he calls you, he calls you. So if you think you finna go out here and do whatever you want to do, understand some baby, you on a leash. And that leash only goes so far. And if you get too far, too far, understand something. It's easy to walk forward on a leash. But that thing hurt when somebody snatch you back. Go walk a dog. Go walk a dog. They don't mind being on the leash. They don't mind. They, they, they. A, a bar. Soon as you snatch them back when they try to go too far. Soon as you try to. That's exactly what happened. You on the leash, baby. I don't care what nobody tell you. You on the leash. You on the leash. I would rather be on the leash with the God of the world 
to be let loose by the enemy. Because let me tell you something. I love being on God's leash. Because when I'm on God's leash, I'm under his control. I don't want to be turned over to a reprobate mind. Right? I don't want to be turned over to a reprobate mind. I can't imagine what my life would be like if God let the leash go and let me run loose and let me loose out here in the world for the devil to have his way with me. That's not the life I want. That, no, you right. That's like death. When did Jesus say that's like death? I don't want that. Because when you see those owners walking on dogs and they see a car coming, they snatch them back. They see other dogs coming, they snatch them back. Because they protecting they, they protecting their dog. Because that dog is under that owner's control. And even though that snatch back may hurt a little bit, it was for your protection. I'm about to choke slam somebody. Mm, I'm about to choke slam somebody. Now just imagine if God unhooked that leash and said, you know what? You go ahead. You know how many cars you're going to be dodging for the rest of your life? You know how many meals you're going to be looking for for the rest of your life? Do you know the havoc of the word, the, the, the baths you ain't going to have? I would rather be under the protection of the Lord. Any day. So I'm not trying to take control over my life. I'm not writing nothing down to manifest anything. If I'm writing something down, I'm going to write down the vision God already gave me. God, you gave me a vision that I was going to be a, a, a righteous man of God that you was going to smile upon. God, I'm writing down a vision that you showed me that I was going to be a loving husband with many children, Father God. I'm writing down a vision, Lord, that it was so much funds flowing through my hands, Lord. I was able to bless everybody around me and I lacked nothing. My cup stayed overflowing and I kept feeding everybody that came around me. Lord, I'm showing, I'm writing down a vision, Lord, that now I will only be a righteous man in your sight, but I will storm the gates of hell and I will snatch back so many souls from the enemy that he thought that he has claimed and I will bring so many crowns to lay beneath your feet oh God when my time comes and when you test my works by fire I will have so much gold and riches in heaven to stand on now that I wrote that down I know that your word says that it's for an appointed time Now, Lord, that I wrote down your vision, now that it's plain, and I'm going to run because I read it. I'm going to run, not walk. I'm going to run. I'm going to run out into the world. I'm not going to walk by faith. I'm going to run by faith. And I'm going to wait on the Lord. I'm going to wait patiently on God. Because I don't know how he's going to make me this righteous man. I don't know how he going to do that. I don't know how, when my kids going to come. I don't know. I love that question. 
how do we know it's divine timing as opposed to us just not doing enough? You know when you're lazy. For example, your body, let's just use weight, because I'm in the gym myself. I'm on the heavy set side. So I'm not my back as big as the next person's. But I promise you, the more and more you get on these lives and the more and more you watch these videos, you're gonna be like, dang, he's starting to get a little bit smaller. His face starting to get a little smaller. And my back not gonna be as big as yours, because I'm gonna listen to God. When you sit down on the couch, first of all, your body is only, God is only going to take you as far as your body will let you. You want to do all this traveling, but you can't even walk too long without needing to sit down. When last time you was able to walk through the mall for two, three hours without having to sit down first? You can't do it. You can't do it. God says, don't worry about what you're going to wear, but can you fit anything he sends you? I digress. So if you're talking about being lazy versus how you know when it's divine timing and, and versus when you're not doing enough, I feel like when you get to an obstacle where you can't do nothing but wait, that means you have done everything you can. Easy. Do what you can until you can't do no more. It's like the example I gave earlier. If you save the money for the house and you've been working on your credit, looking for the house, you 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 ask, you seek, you not now you looking. The rest is on God. So just because you in a position to buy a house and you ain't bought the house yet, and you ain't bought the house yet, and it's been six seven months and you still searching, that don't mean that you're not doing enough. You did everything you could. You got the money. You got the credit. You just doing the seeking now. The rest is up to God to lead you to the house he wants you to be in. But if you just sit on the couch saying, God, I want a house, but you ain't got no good credit score, you ain't got no first-time home by loan, you don't know what you pre-approved for, you ain't got no down deposit say, that's lazy. That's lazy. If you say, Lord, I know you want me to find another job, if you coming home from work and you putting in at least one, two applications a day, you doing your part. You did enough. You got to wait for the call. But if God showed you a vision and showed you something, write it down. Lord, this is what I saw. If this be true, Father God, show me the way to do it. Understand, God is going to talk to y'all in so many different ways. The way he did the last miracle might not be the way he's going to do it this time. Sometimes God do a miracle in our life and we look for God to do that every single time you need a miracle. That's not the case. That's not the case. In Habakkuk 2, Habakkuk wrote down the vision God gave him. He didn't like the vision. So understand something. You might not always like what God show you. You might not always like that. But it's going to come to pass. And guess what? 
It's for your good. God does everything for your good. So whether you don't like what God showed you or do like it, write it down. Write it down. Dear Heavenly Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I pray that every single person under the sound of my voice, you bring back to their memory through your spirit every vision you have showed them and that you prompt them to write it down, whether it was a good vision or it was a bad, uh, bad vision that they feel like was bad. Prompt them to write it down. Prompt them to seek you day in and day out, your perfect will, your perfect understanding, your perfect knowledge, and wait for your how. May they run, Father God, out the door every day in bliss, in expecting you to do what you always promised them you would do. May they honor and glorify you, Father God, and not honor and glorify what you promised to give. But through this journey, Father God, may they fall in love deeper with you every single day while they wait for you to accomplish your perfect will in their life. May we start manifesting our desires and just start writing down the desires that you have put on our heart that you want to bless us with in your vision. Lord, anytime we try to take control over our life, may you remind them right now in the name of Jesus that your goal was always for us to be dependent upon the only one that can do it, and that is you, our Heavenly Father. And in the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.